Hello, welcome to The Final Whistle. I'm Kenzie Benali. And I'm Steve Forbes. Well, goals from James Ward-Prowse and Armando Brozier weren't enough to secure all three points at Selhurst Park as it finishes 2 all. Dean Hammond and Adam Leach are back with us to discuss that match. Uh, Dean, we'll come to you first. It was certainly an entertaining match, wasn't it? Plenty of positives to take and upon reflection, probably a fair result. Well, lots of positive, Kenzie, and like you say, uh, on reflection, probably a fair result, especially with the start that Southampton had and Crystal Palace being one and up within two minutes was was tough to take, um, especially away from home. Um, but a really, really good response from Southampton, played their way into the game. When they started pressing Crystal Palace and used a bit more energy, um, they put them under pressure and created more chances. Fantastic goal from James Ward-Prowse uh, and then a brilliant, brilliant goal from Ambrosia. Um, so, yeah, really, really good. Um, and then, you know, to go in at halftime, 2 went up was fantastic. Second half, not a lot in the second half, I would say. I think Southampton would be disappointed with the second goal. Could have done a little bit more. Um, I don't think they could quite get themselves organised um, from Ben Take just coming onto the pitch and Crystal Palace changing the formation. Little bit of luck to the equaliser. Um, but pretty impressed with Southampton today. I thought Nathan Teller was very, very good. Livramento looks as though he's coming back to his best form. Um, Cole Capitas defended well. Um, so, yeah, it was, pre- it was pretty good. And, and, and Brozier, you know, looked a threat for such a young man at 20 years old to get the goal he did. And the way he led the line, the way he stretched um, the Crystal Palace defence, I thought was very, very impressive. Um, so, yeah, I'd say on reflection, a fair result against a, a good Crystal Palace team that are very, very good at, at home. So, the only disappointment you take for it again would be Crystal Palace and Southampton are leading and they've lost the lead. And I think that's going to be some frustration there and some conversation and maybe some analysis of why that's happening, you know, because that, that can change. Because if that can change, Southampton are a decent team. And I think this year with the, the age of the squad and the younger players coming through, we're going to see some inconsistencies. We're going to see some mistakes. Um, but I really think there's a making of a good team here. Um, but it's a, it's a valuable point and a good point after, especially after the, the slow start. Yeah, valuable point indeed. Adam, what did you make of that performance tonight? Yeah, I, I think the draw was the fair result in the end, um, which was quite a relief after the start. Um, it was, yeah, Saints were, I, I thought they played pretty well tonight, all in all. I thought they were decent. Um, it was certainly an entertaining game. I really enjoyed watching it. It was a good match. Um I think any neutrals tuning in would have would have enjoyed their evening's entertainment with that one. Um, given everything, I think you, you've got to be pleased. And I think it, we talked before the game about an important week for Saints. And, and I think that that's not only a decent point um, and an important point to get on the board, but it's also a little bit of a confidence boost for them because they did go to to a team that are high on confidence to after a win. Um and they played well and, and they recovered from a poor start. And I think that's something that uh, that really bodes well for them. There were some good individual performances as well. Um, Dean picked out Nathan Teller in particular, who I thought was really, really threatening today um, and kind of got that balance today of, of that we've been we've been wanting from him of uh, being a, a major part of the team and the way that he pressed and the way that he worked for the team, but also not allowing that to blunt his attacking threat and actually the way he carries the ball forward and he caused a lot of problems for Crystal Palace. Um, and I think considering 
the number of games in a week, the fact that Ralph clearly at the end was was needing to felt like he needed to bring a few players off just to kind of save them as it were. Um and, and they're therefore utilising the squad. I think you've got to say it's in context, it's a good result. And to have two such cracking goals as well is really encouraging. And that's kind of what we want to see from Saints. We've said it before, not going to win every game. That's not realistic. That's not Saints. But you want to be entertained. You want to see good football. You want to see them put in a shift. Uh, and you would like to see some good goals. And I think we pretty much saw all of that tonight. Well, before we get into today's draw in a little bit more detail, here's how the game panned out courtesy of BBC Radio Solent. Very good evening to you from a typically noisy and pleasantly mild Selhurst Park. And that's a thunderous challenge from Will Hughes. The referee was going to blow and he didn't. And Palace can break. Edouard to Zaha in the box. This is dangerous. And he smashes it past Caballero. We don't want them to get a second one. Too easy for the Palace there. And the cross from Zaha and Edward should have made it 2-0. Oh. That was too easy. Goalkeeper fairly central, Butland. Here comes Ward. Prowse curls it wonderfully. And that is his first free kick of the season. And he runs away to that far side where the Saints fans erupt and silence the rest of Selhurst Park. He leaves us with a chance. Now, Walker Peters has got the ball back and then a long distance shot beats Butland and Brozier has done it again with that right foot. He's 25 yards out, almost where Ward Prowse scored from and he just tried his luck by pulling the trigger early low and he's beat from Butland low to his right in a forward from Ayu and a slip from Salisu and a great save from Caballero. Edward had three bites at that for Palace. Edward and Benteke will be a handful now because back to the Frenchman, then to Ayu and Jordan Ayu scores for Crystal Palace. Finds Genepo, can't get the room for the shot, and again he can only feed Romeo. Now Romeo's got options, he shoots and he's a yard over the bar. Wasn't that far over, and the referee says that is it at Selhurst Park. Well, Adam, you highlighted the poor start there, and I think when Wilfred Zaha scores in the first two minutes, we're all kind of fearing the worst. What was going through your head at that point? At that point? Yeah, I probably won't repeat what I was thinking, <laughs> but it, yeah, it wasn't pretty. Uh, yeah, I mean, at that stage, you think, goodness, this this could the wheels could really come off here uh, when you can see that early. Um, and the Anko had to, uh, a bit of a torrid night against Zaha. I don't think he really knew quite how to play him. Um, and certainly the goal was, I think, was a prime example of that, really. And there were a couple of other moments like that. And I think that sort of shakiness defensively was concerning not just for the goal but in that immediate aftermath after the goal when frankly at that point it looked more like Palace would score than Saints would score um, so yeah I was definitely very concerned for them at that point because a second Palace goal and it would have been a, a match especially at Southhurst Park but when they didn't get the goal you kind of felt okay Saints can get back in this and they did they did a really good job of kind of clawing their way back in and uh, and finding a way to to sort of neutralise Palace, particularly in the middle of the park. And then getting the two goals in such quick succession obviously changed the entire momentum of the match. And, and yeah, I think Dean hit upon it early on. The second half was kind of a slightly strange affair, given what we saw in the first half. Entertaining still, but, but, a, but kind of a, a very, very different affair and a slightly different quality level, even though it was still, um, still good to watch. But yeah, I... I you have to give Saints some credit because after a start like that, you can capitulate, especially when you've got a tight ground like Palace. The fans were right up on top of them then. 
really up for it. And Saints might have been thinking this is going to be a long, long night, but they didn't give in. They held firm and they got themselves back in it and a deserved point in the end. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about those two Southampton goals now then, shall we? Starting with that free kick equaliser. It was pretty special, wasn't it? James Ward-Prowse at his best. And Dean, he probably felt pretty relieved when he saw that ball hit the back of the net. Yeah, I think he would have done, Kenzie, because um, there's there's pressure on James. You know, every time there's a free kick, you expect him to score because he does have the quality to do it. And um, past history tells us that he scores a lot from free kicks. But, um, you know, fantastic range. I think it was a really, really good distance for him. Um, good placement on the pitch for him. I think he'd been very, very confident, um, stepped up. Fantastic free kick. It really, really is because, it, you know, the... The pace he gets on the free kicks and the accuracy is, is phenomenal, really. It really, really is because it looks like the keeper, Butland, potentially is going to save it and it just moves away at the at the last minute into the top corner. But it's a brilliant free kick. And, you know, James, I think, has played well tonight. His set pieces delivery, I thought, was very, very good. And it's actually Crystal Palace is one of their, their weaknesses and vulnerability. But I thought they defended the set pieces well today. I thought his delivery was good, but... Um, the free kick was great. And the timing of the goal was really, really important as well. Adams touched on it. You know, after the, the result against Arsenal at the weekend, to then go down 1-0 after two minutes, it's tough for a player because you think potentially, mentally, right, here we go again. This is going to be hard. But, you know, a brilliant free kick from James. And I thought he, he put a really good captain's performance in, in today. And it's hard on him sometimes because, you know, the quality of the player he is, he's in the England squad. Everyone looks for him for the inspiration. There's a lot of expectation on him in terms of performance, in terms of getting goals. And that's difficult sometimes, especially when you're you're not winning games. And that's all part of being a captain and he'll learn from that. But full credit to him because the goal tonight was fantastic. It's a brilliant goal and I'm sure we'll see it many, many more times. Well, it was a quick turnaround for Southampton after that, wasn't it, Adam? Because not long after Prowse's free kick, we saw Adam uh, Armando Brozier thump it in from outside the area. I mean, he has scored some decent goals in a Saints shirt, but that one was right up there. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to win any punditry insight awards for saying that, <laughs> that he looks like a pretty special talent. Um, I mean, what's that, four four goals in six Premier League starts now? I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a fantastic start now. Um different types of goals as well. He always looks a threat. He's so lively. Um, he leads the line well. I mean, he leads the line you know, in a manner that really belies his age. I mean, was he 20 years old? You can't really believe it when you see him play. Um, see much, much, much more experienced players than him not be able to be as authoritative in the way they lead the line as he is. And obviously, to cap it all, he has this very very handy special talent of being able to score from all kinds of positions and and that the goal was really a great example of that it was a fantastic strike i mean the keeper had pretty much no chance of getting anywhere near it um it would be very interesting to see what happens with him because like all young players that make a really fast start as he has at saints there comes like a period often when they kind of just have a little little dip just for a little while and then kind of how they come out of that is normally really crucial. But I think for him, uh, the way he's going, he might not even have this dip because it, he's just on such a roll. Or you would be tempted to think he was a confidence player, but I, I think actually the truth is he's got more about him than that. I think he's going to be more consistent than that. 
Um, but a, a fantastic goal. And I think I think the whole of the Premier League are going to be really sitting up and taking notice of him now. Uh, I'm sure Chelsea are watching with great interest as well. Uh, he is looking like a really, really top young talent right now. Yeah, he certainly is. Uh, great to see him flying at the moment. Uh, now, Dean, the Palace equaliser was disappointing though, wasn't it? Was there much Saints could have done better there? Yeah, I think they could have done, in all honesty. I think there was enough defenders, enough bodies around the box to prevent um, Eduardo getting a, Edward, sorry, getting a, a strike on goal. Like I mentioned previously, I think it was a little bit of disruption from um, Benteke just coming onto the pitch. Um, Crystal Palace changing formation, so suddenly there was two central strikers for the two central defenders to deal with. Um, but I think there was a little bit of fortune to it, I must admit, where he tried to get his shot away and turn away from the Southampton players. Is there a handball? I don't think so. Gets his strike across the goal. It's a really, really good save by the goalkeeper. And, you know, and it fortunately falls to the Crystal Palace um, winger. Um, Carl Walker-Peters tries to get back on a line but can't quite get there in time. But I just think there was enough bodies maybe for Edouard not to be able to get turned and get the shot on. He kind of backs into the defenders, gets himself turned around. And I think when there's a Crystal Palace player in the Southampton's box, you're just showing him away from goal. Whatever you can do, you don't allow him to turn, whether you know, a bit of trickery or try to get a shot away. I think there's enough players there to take the responsibility to to get to the ball first and just show him away from goal. But like I say, there was a bit of fortune to it as well. But you'd probably have to say Crystal Palace deserved that because they played well tonight as well. And Southampton played well and Adam Touch for the neutral was a very, very good game. It really, really was. It was a, a really good watch um, and the game went very, very quickly. Um, but yeah, I think there'll be a little bit of disappointment that it could have defended that a little bit better, but there was a bit of fortune to it as well. Yeah, just to clarify, it was Jordan Ayew who got Crystal Palace's equaliser, his first goal in 43 games, I think the stat was, before we were chatting about it. So it had to be against us, didn't it? Uh, Adam, when we when we spoke before the game, we weren't too sure maybe about, about the lineup that Ralph had selected. Um, but after watching that game, how do you think it played out? Yeah, I, I think it was, well, I mean, it was it was a strong performance in the end, so you can't really complain about the lineup when it's like that. I think we talked a lot about um, about the centre-half pairing. Uh, Lianco struggled a little bit. He was a bit inconsistent. I think I mentioned earlier, he just clearly didn't quite know how to play Zaha. It was a slightly surprising um, to see how he attempted to play him because it was not what you would have expected. Uh, and I think if there's one thing that we can hopefully all agree on, it's that we probably don't want to see Salasu taking any more throw-ins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure it's really working all that well at the moment. Uh, but it's yeah, I mean, when you look at the the other big selection was obviously Will Smallbone, um, who came in and you know, for, bearing in mind his lack of football, did very well. Uh, think the interesting thing remains for me in that selection really it's almost less how Smallbone did because it is a road back for him he's on a path and a journey now to getting back which is great to see but obviously it says quite a lot about the other players that are in and around vying for those positions that he would jump so far ahead in the queue um, having been out for such a long time and I think as well in fairness to Ralph uh, having said all of that I think we saw probably in that last 20 minutes when understandably he decided to change things around and he had Shane on, he had Theo on 
actually the pace of the Saints attack did noticeably dip somewhat. Not that they didn't bring other things to the game, but they, they the pace of their press did start to ease somewhat. And I think therefore maybe it's the reason that he picked the team that he did. So that was quite an interesting to see that sort of potential other sliding doors team kind of at the end of the game. But overall, you have to say um, that any questions are always answered by the performance and the result. And it was a good performance and a decent result. So yeah, credit to Ralph. Absolutely. Well, Adam, you mentioned Will Smallbone there. His first Premier League start since January. Dean, how did he perform for you tonight? Considering all that, Kenzie, I thought he did very, very well. Um, One thing you'd have to credit him for, I thought condition-wise and fitness-wise, he looked very, very good. Uh, Excellent at supporting the play from from midfield. Um, You saw early on the the run he made from when Brozier put him through, you know, with that strike of his left foot, unfortunately didn't get it on target but brilliant willingness to, to get on the end of that. Um, the intelligence he showed early on as well from that, that free kick that you expect James Ward-Prowse to, to swing in, but he puts an excellent delivery in. Um, and I thought he did fine. He pressed well. Um, he understood his role very, very well, which is difficult when you've been out of the team for such a long time and been on the sidelines watching. Um, but it just shows that he's an, an intelligent footballer. Um, and, you know, all part of his development is finding probably where his best position is, whether that's centrally, whether it's wide. Uh, but I thought he did well today. You know, any time he got the ball, he kept the ball. He kept it pretty simple, which is what you want to do when you're trying to work your way back into the team. Um, but, yeah, I think his fitness looked, he looked really, really good for, for a player that had been out for so long. So credit to him and hopefully he can get a run in the team now because I think he's, like we say, he's a young player with lots of talent. Um, I think he can score goals from midfield because he strikes the ball very well and he's fit so we can get in the box. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does now. But credit to him and I'm sure he'll be very, very happy that he's got through that and I'm sure his manager will be very happy with him tonight. Right, let's hear from Ralph Hassan-Hootel now. Here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game. Ralph, a big effort from your players tonight. How pleased are you with the result and the performance overall? with the performance more than with the result I must say because we had in the end in the second half only one chance given away but uh, yes in the first half we have been especially in the beginning a little bit lucky that we are not two down eh? so in the end you take the three point uh, the two point the one point and it, yeah um, it feels okay in the moment I think when I watch the game again I don't know how it feels then but uh, yeah important that we didn't that we take something here because I think the performance was okay it's never an easy place to come. This the, the crowd get right behind their team and they gave them something to get behind with the early goal. How big a response was it from your guys to turn that around? Super goal from Prousey, super uh, second goal from Proch. Uh, this is what you need in such a moment. Uh, we have played well in that, in that part of the game. Absolutely, until the halftime, fantastic uh, after the response, after the first conceded goal. Yeah, and then in the second half also not uh, really uh, struggling, but one chance was enough for them to score. And uh, this is a little bit of pity, I think, because this, otherwise it would have been more possible for us. feels like Prousey's waited a while to get one exactly where he wants it, but when he gets one in that sort of position, how confident are you of what's going to come next? Yeah, I know that he's fantastic there, and today it was a good moment to do the equaliser here and helped us massively. You spoke about Brozier, not just his goal, but his running down the channels especially. He was a constant threat tonight. How pleased are you with him? Not only with him. Uh, yes, fantastic job. Also, all the other young lads, uh, Will and Nathan Teller, and, and uh, they really worked hard and, and, and put their 
the, the mark on the pitch, I must say this was absolutely okay. All three uh, were a threat all the time in the first half uh, with uh, deep runs, with the uh, passes they played in the box. We can be a little bit more clinical in some moments there, I think. But uh, yeah, happy for them that they show up. Well, next up for Southampton is Brentford at home at the weekend, Adam, and they've proved they deserve uh, to be at this level. They're 12th in the Premier League. So what's your early thoughts ahead of that one? Big game now, Steve, I think, for Saints. Big game. This is the one that you want to get your three points now. I think that was, a obviously, we've said already, deserved point tonight and a solid performance and a lot to take out of this in terms of positives. I think moving forward into that game, I think Saints can go into it now feeling pretty happy. Uh, all in all, and pretty content, but they know they need a win. Really, they really need to get that three points on the board. As good as a result as today was, and as good a performance as it was, it still is only one point. And when you look at, as we mentioned before, what they have to come up after Christmas, it gets a lot, lot harder. So to get three points on the board, to go into Christmas with a feeling that you you are in a good, solid position uh, to build from is what you want. You don't want to go in feeling like you are going to be under pressure if you lose one or two games. And particularly when you look at the fixture list and you see, yes, there there are some winnable games in there, but there are also a lot of games that are going to be extremely challenging to get anything from and that you would not criticise Saints for losing um, in the slightest. So if, if that you don't want those matches to become the crucial ones to keep you away from the relegation zone. Now's the time to get your points. They're coming into it now on the back of a decent result, a good performance. There's no reason why they can't get a win. And I think that would be a pretty significant victory in the context of their season were they to achieve it. So hopefully they can. Yeah, to echo what Adam said there, Dean, it does feel like a big game Saturday, doesn't it? How are you feeling ahead of that one? Yeah, it's definitely a big game. And I think the importance of the game would be the fact that if you beat Brentford on Saturday, you go on level points with them. I think that would be the incentive and the motivation for the players. Um, I think that would take Southampton up to, what, 13th, 12th in the table. And just before Christmas, I think that's that's really, really positive and it will be really, really healthy for the players um, going into the festive period and then into the new year. And it's an important game because it's one of the teams that are close to Southampton and a team that you would probably think Southampton are better at. You know, they've got better individual players, They'll be playing at home at St Mary's where their record is pretty good. Um, so, yeah, I think the players will be confident of getting a result and, and backing up uh, tonight's performance because we've mentioned tonight's performance was, was good and it was a good point. But if you can go and win Saturday, it suddenly turns into a brilliant point and that's what you want. So I'm sure the players will be confident. Um, you know, you never know, maybe Adam Armstrong or Shea Adams could be fit as well. Let's see with that. Um, and Barroja, full of confidence. Um, you know, a striker like Adam said, a really talented player. So keep getting him opportunities and he will score goals. So, yeah, looking forward to that game at the weekend. Dean, Adam, thank you so much for your contributions today on Saints Live and on the final whistle. It does finish on as evens at Selhurst Park at Southampton and Crystal Palace play out a 2-2 draw. Next up for Southampton, it is Brentford at St Mary's on Saturday. It's a 3pm kickoff for that one. So we'll have another edition of Saints Live for you from 1.45. So we'll see you then. Bye for now.